Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. It's Maria here with the Thought Spiral Podcast. And I had a rough night's sleep, did not sleep very well. Um, Wedding planning is stressful. But I wanted to get on here this morning and talk about this book that I read. Um, I read it pretty much in one day. I think I left the last chapter, um, you know, to read. But the book is called The Four Agreements, and it's written by Don Miguel Ruiz. And this book has, I don't like to say things change my life, but they enhance, it has enhanced my life um, to be more conscious of how I allow other people's thoughts, words, opinions um, to kind of impact me. Uh, as far as how I process, you know, what people say, do, how I approach um, certain things that might put my mental state, I guess, out of balance. So my sister, um, my older sister, has been on a journey of her own, um, a spiritual journey, and trying to kind of find where she fits in now, Um, you know, having been a I say devout, but maybe not a devout Catholic, but a practicing um, Catholic for so long. She has, you know, kind of since opened her mind a little bit and opened her eyes to some of the other, I guess, ideals or ideologies, um, you know, that are out there for us to kind of stumble upon and, you know, fit into our daily lives. So she told me about this book. And um, again, she's on a on this path, so she's doing a lot of research, um, you know, kind of like I was a few years back and, and now trying to get back into it where, you know, you buy books that just kind of uh, kind of pique your interest, um, you know, and then the more you read and the more you kind of research or listen to others speak or listen to others' ideas, you know, you kind of start to... I guess rack up some of this stuff on your own. Like some of it you find interesting, some of it you might not, might not find interesting. But she told me that she had bought this book um, and she had it for about a year and she just started reading it. And she sent me a couple, you know, pictures of some of the stuff that she was reading. And, you know, I bought the book. I think it was $6.99 on Amazon, a little paperback book, no big deal. Uh, large print, so you know it's easy to get through. But this book really describes kind of how um, we've been domesticated, right? How we've been domesticated by our families, you know, by the people who raised us, the people who kind of brought us into this world, and how, through no fault of their own, and and not through bad intentions, how they have how their choices and their opinions and perceptions have kind of formed us to be who we are, you know? So we're, we came into this world with no baggage. Um, you know, we're born into a family. We're raised by that family, um, and, and family members, and we kind of get poisoned with all of the things that they were poisoned with, you know, so it's kind of this cycle, just like everything, it's a cycle of, you know, kind of subscribing to these ideals and ideas and, you know, these thought processes about who we are, um, you know, without actually knowing who we are, you know, without 
allowing us. And again, you know, it's, it's hard to, I think it's hard for some people to hear the word domesticated because sometimes that word has a negative connotation to it. It means that we have changed something to benefit us, or we have, you know, molded something for our personal benefit or our personal, you know, feelings of, you know, superiority, or even just as being, say, like the top of a food chain type of deal. But this book is incredibly eye-opening. And Don Michael, I'm sorry, Don Miguel Ruiz, um, he talks about this domestication. He talks about this poisoning, you know, of ourselves. He talks about how we are constantly judging ourselves for mistakes that we've made, you know, in our lives and questioning, you know, forcing us to question how long we're going to do that. You know, how, how many times am I going to punish myself for the same mistake? So this book goes through a lot of that. And, um, you know, I don't want to give things away necessarily. I feel like if anyone who is on a journey to, you know, your finding your identity, finding yourself, um, finding personal freedom, you know, finding the freedom to choose to live how you want to live, love who you want to love, um, experience what you want to experience and being grateful and thankful for that within yourself, not within the standards of society or anybody else. I think that this book is a, an amazing tool to do that. Um, you know, I, I again, I don't want to get too much into it, but the four agreements are something that I found myself over the past month really, you know, putting into question. You know, if I if my fiance says something, you know, a certain way or reacts a certain way about something and I allow it to, you know, disturb my peace in that moment, I refer back to the four agreements and I think about, you know, maybe the things that I've done or said or how I've, uh, how, what he has said, how I've allowed it to impact me or control my feelings. And, you know, this book just really, it really opened my eyes. If you're somebody who in your life has been on a, a spiritual journey, and I've been on one for a long time, and I kind of decided to ignore that journey for a long time, um, just because of other things, life gets in the way. But I'm always on a path of personal growth and, you know, learning by my mistakes and learning how to better handle um, how I treat myself when I make mistakes or how I treat myself when I think I've made a mistake. And that's the biggest thing that I got from this book is, you know, we live in a constant state of being unhappy and being depressed or sad or lonely, but we are the creators of that moment. You know, we're the ones who keep ourselves in those negative states, if you will, you know, or, or in those, uh, you know, states of punishment because we just can't ever seem to do the right thing. And so without getting too much into it, I want to share with you the four agreements and just how I'm using them, um, just in my daily life. Um, you know, and, and maybe it'll pique some interest for you. Maybe it will, you know, maybe it's something that 
you've been waiting to hear or waiting to learn or, you know, we're all always waiting for a message from something um, to know if we're on the right path or know if we're doing the right thing. And I, I feel like this book is just, this has been the catalyst in like getting back to myself and feeling like myself, feeling like I know who I am, what I want, what I deserve, what I don't deserve. Um, so with that, I'm just going to go ahead and get right into it. So the four agreements, again, this is a a Toltec wisdom book. It, It goes on to explain where these ideologies come from, um, where all of this stems from, you know, and the, the way that we as humans allow ourselves to live in hell, basically, you know, people look at heaven as a paradise and we're only ever going to be at peace and balance when we make it to heaven, if we make it to heaven, because we are constantly referring to ourselves as sinners, or we think we're bad, or, you know, we think we've done something bad, or we can never redeem ourselves from a mistake. But it's really focusing on how to live your best life here, you know, while you're here. And if you're a person who understands that this is a moment, you know, this is just a moment for our soul. And our soul continues to live and to go on and to experience other things and live other lives. And, you know, I don't know, I don't know that I've discussed this a lot on this podcast, but it is something that is, um, you know, just what I follow in my personal life. It's something that I believe in. I'm a, a spiritual person and I believe in energy and the universe, um, manifest destiny, all that good stuff. But without further ado, the four agreements. So the four agreements are simply these four statements. Uh, The first is to be impeccable with your word. The second is don't take anything personally. The third is don't make assumptions. And the fourth is always do your best. And it's funny because when I read this book and when I kind of researched it before I bought it, those are the most simple, simple statements that are beyond impactful because you're like, this is, that's, those are the most simple things to agree to, right? To be impeccable with my word. So to say what I mean, you know, don't sugarcoat, don't, don't pretend, don't, um, don't use negative words or negative language. Don't gossip. You know, don't uh, use negative language toward yourself. You know, and that that's probably, I think, the hardest one for me because I am an emotional person and I, I do react from pure emotion sometimes. And emotion or, you know, being passionate, they're one and the same, but sometimes they're not. And I find it really hard sometimes to use my speech, you know, in a way, like he says here, use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. And I think we can all agree that it's really hard to speak positively. It's easier to be negative about something, about someone, about yourself. And it's, you know, we get into, we fall into those patterns of like, yeah, I'm going to say something positive. Sorry for the barking. Um, we're going to say something positive. 
I figured this was going to happen. Um, you know, but we often don't even adhere to that positivity within ourselves, right? So we, we speak positive words because we want to live a more positive life, but we actually don't believe that positivity. Uh, again, I apologize for the barking. My dogs are on it this morning. Um, I don't know why they're being so loud. But that was, that's a big one for me. And I, I think that that's probably a big one for a lot of you out there because it's really easy to, like they say, that it takes more muscles in your face to frown than it does to smile. And that's kind of how, that's how I look at being impeccable with my word. Like it takes a lot more energy to think of all the bad things than to think of maybe one good thing that can change your whole outlook, um, you know, in, in any moment. So the second one is don't take anything personally. And this is another one. I mean, they're all really easy things to do, but they're all so hard to do because we take everything personally. We take every, you know, if somebody is rude to us in the grocery store, if our loved ones are short with us, um, if they maybe have a tone we don't expect, we take it personally. And then we allow that to control everything from that point forward. So we take it personally and then we're not impeccable with our word, right? We say the wrong thing, we fight, um, we start an argument. And, you know, again, this goes to kind of a lot of what I've shared over this podcast, which is, you know, the the strangers who bother us, you know, people who want to disturb our peace, even if we don't know them, you know, even if we've never met them, even if we've never had a conversation, but we allow them so much power to control, you know, our thoughts about ourselves that we take it personally. And and then we judge ourselves based on what we think they think. It's It's a cycle that is like never ending. And so quick notes that he has in here is, What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. And he, you know, Don Miguel Ruiz refers a lot to the dream, our dream for our life and how, you know, we're essentially, we're all players in each other's dreams, right? But we don't have to be the main character. So that's a huge one. I think that it's something that's probably really hard to work on because Uh, again, he has here, like nothing that other people do is because of us. It's because of them, you know? So I, whenever I do find myself lately, maybe getting a little, I say, but hurt. I don't know if that's the, the best term, but I think that's just a military term. But when I get my feelings hurt, I take it personally. And that person may not even necessarily have had, you know, the experience wasn't even about me. It was something maybe they were going through. Or again, it's a projection because a lot of people project their negativity on us. And all we know because of the way we've been domesticated is that if somebody is upset with us, it's our fault when that's very far from the truth. So I think that's a huge one. Um, you know, not taking things personally. And again, very simple, like very simple, basic statements that are just immensely profound when you start to look at your life and how you handle your relationships or friendships or, you know, work relationships, um, really anything, even your relationship with yourself, you know? 
Um, so the third one was don't make assumptions. And again, another one that I struggle with, I assume so much sometimes that it is like, you know, I, I create these stories about the way something went and I assume, and I don't ask, you know, for clarity or clarification. I don't express, um, you know, what I want. I just, you know, I think making assumptions about assumptions is, is part of that. Assuming that someone knows what I'm assuming, you know, and, and I don't want to get too caught up in words, but you know, that's a big one. And, and it's uh, clearly like just communicating as clearly as you can with the people that you love or your friends or your coworkers to avoid, you know, any miscommunication. Because when we assume, you know, everybody knows that silly saying, well, you know what it means when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, but it's the truth. Like if I assume that someone is treating me a certain way because of, you know, I'm taking it personally, you know, back to the second agreement, then I'm not allowing that person to the opportunity to tell me what it is they really feel or, or how they're thinking or if it's even about me. So I like that one because I think we make a lot of assumptions in our lives and in our personal relationships, um, you know, more specifically our intimate relationships with our boyfriends, girlfriends, uh, you know, wives, husbands. I think that, you know, in my relationship, I notice how we both make a lot of assumptions and that's when communication gets broken down completely. So I've really been trying to focus on that, you know, and avoid any unnecessary like stressors in the communication aspect of our relationship. Because if he sighs, right, when I ask him to do something and I assume it's because he's frustrated with me or he feels like I'm nagging him and then I make a comment because I'm not impeccable with my word and I took it personally, well, now I'm just, that. That's the four, that's the third agreement that I'm failing to, you know, adhere to, I guess. And now we've just broken communication completely. So now feelings are hurt or, you know, we're stressing ourselves out. Our bodies are reacting physically to that. And I think that it's, it's something that even in our everyday interactions with strangers, you know, with people we don't know, with uh, folks who work in the service industry, we can't assume anything. You know, you never know what someone is going through because we're all unique and we're all complex and we all process and handle our emotions very differently. Um, so I think that's a good one. Um, again, they're all really good. I don't know why I keep saying that's a good one, but they're, they're very simple, but very impactful um, when it comes to just trying to live your best life and be happy. Um, so the fourth agreement is, you know, we've heard this since we were kids, right? Just try your best. Always do your best, you know? Uh, it's something that we tell ourselves we're gonna do, right? Every day we wake up or we go to bed and we're like, all right, tomorrow I'm getting up, I'm working out, I'm starting this diet. Then we get up in the morning and we don't have that same level of motivation because we haven't been stressing about it, laying in the bed, tossing and turning for the past eight hours. But always do your best. Simple, to the point, But we also have to understand that we're not always going to be, we're not always going to be able to 
to adhere to these agreements. We're not always going to be able to. And that is, I think, the biggest part of this book for me too, is understanding that today I might be on this you know, kick and I'm motivated and I'm going to do my best and something might throw me off course and I may not do my best today. But I have the opportunity every single day, right? It's a new day. I have the opportunity to try again tomorrow. And so he does the same thing where he he goes through and explains all of the agreements, explains examples, his own personal experiences, but also allowing you to understand that you're not always going to be able to do all of this. You might not be able to do one of these things, you know, in an entire day, because there are always like we all have experiences that impact how we feel. And as humans, you know, it's human nature to be reactive unless you've, you know, reached your your goal of enlightenment and you know how to, you know, live every moment with love and kindness and understanding. It's it's hard. It's a hard practice. And it's the reason why a lot of people are so unhappy because it's comfortable to be unhappy. It's comfortable to see 15 million commercials in an hour that are telling you that you're depressed or you're overweight or you smell bad or your skin isn't clear enough or your jeans don't fit right. I mean, we're constantly bombarded with negativity to where all we know how to do is punish ourselves for not doing our best. So if you get up in the morning and you're like, yeah, I'm going to start my diet this week. And something happens, whether a bill comes in the mail or whether a friend tells you they're having a bad day. It's okay to, to not do your best. You know, it's, I, I really appreciate that in this book, he talks about self-abuse, right? How we constantly punish ourselves or abuse ourselves for doing the wrong thing. Like I planned for the past two weeks to start my keto diet, right? And I'm not losing any weight again. I'm not gaining any weight, but I'm not working out. And every day I go to bed and I say like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to get up. I'm going to do this. But then I have a bad night's sleep or I have a bad dream or I'm stressed about something. And that agreement goes out the window. So I appreciate that he says, you know, your best is going to change from moment to moment. And it will be different when you are healthy as opposed to when you're sick. And so, you know, again, we have to give ourselves a break. We have to understand that everything that we experience makes us feel, you know, a certain way. Now, having not to say it's okay to bite someone's head off, you know, for not saying excuse me at the grocery store, because I'm sure we all do that. And especially now, you know, in this whole time of this pandemic, it seems like people are a lot more like, unfriendly and a lot more rude because we're wearing masks, you know, where nobody's making eye contact. People aren't even like, you're not even existent because everyone is so focused on this mask, focused on this mask on their face that we don't see anybody else. So I, and I don't know if you've noticed that, but I've noticed that people are a lot less friendly right now, more than they were before. And it was bad before this, but The reason why this book resonates with me so much is because it's allowing me to understand that I'm not perfect, right? None of us are perfect. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how many cars you have. 
I don't care about your perfect skin or your freshly filled lips or your designer clothes. None of us are perfect. Money does not bring perfection. You know, false gods don't bring perfection. Um, False personas don't bring perfection. And this book to me allows me to understand that while I am a human, right? I'm human, just like everybody else. These things are going to kind of impact me differently than they are, you know, maybe one of you who reads this book or my sister or, you know, and I have to be, I have to be fair with myself. And when we all do, we all have to be fair with ourselves that we are going to make mistakes, that we have made mistakes in our lives. But that's just part of this journey of, of trying to figure out who you are, what your purpose is what you're meant to do or be and understand that we can experience, you know, happiness. And it's not a bad thing. You know, I I think it's hard because we have learned, especially a lot of us who maybe come from, you know, like for me, I wouldn't say poverty, I'd say low socioeconomic because there's so many different terms now where we had, you know, we had a home, we always had a home, we always had a car, whether it was old, you know, and beat up and whatever. But people who come from, and and we're starting to see how many people, how many of us have come from toxic, you know, backgrounds, toxic childhood, you know, trauma, sexual abuse, physical abuse, um, you know, just toxic behaviors that we would not wish upon our worst enemies because our worst enemies have probably experienced it too. And that's why they're the way they are. But you know, we're constantly focused on how broken we are that we don't think we're ever going to be able to be whole again. And we don't think we deserve to be whole. And I think that's the biggest message in this book for me is I don't have to live with the toxicity that I was brought up with. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to live in that or punish myself because that none of that was my fault. I I don't subscribe to any of that. It makes me question, it makes me want to be a better person. Um but you know that's that is what the that is, sorry, that is the change that this book has brought to my life. And it and it's making me kind of remember who I was 5 years ago and go back to my old books, my old dream books or my enlightenment books or taking walks, you know, early in the morning and just being one with nature, being quiet, right? Quieting my mind, not punishing myself for every bad thing I've ever done and understanding that if I want to live in happiness and I want to live with love and I want to experience freedom from all of that, all of those toxic I would say all of those toxic domestications, right? I just want to break free from that. Then it's possible. And again, I'm not preaching. I, again, you know, I'm not religious. I'm a spiritual person. I just want to be happy in my life. And I want the people around me or that listen to me or that hear me or see me to understand that too. Like I'm not saying this book is going to change everyone's lives. I'm just saying it helped me reach a point where I'm being more conscious of who I am, who I want to be, who I want to be to other people, you know, who I want to be to myself. So 
I'm hoping that everybody has a great week. It's a sunny day here, so I think I'm going to take that as a positive because we've had some really weird weather in Virginia. But I wish all of you a great week. You know, again, if you have the chance, the book is called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. It's a practical guide to personal freedom, and I found it on Amazon. I think it was $6.99, um, and it's it was... I couldn't put it down. So I wish love and light to all of you. I hope that you are all remaining safe and healthy. Um, I know this is a very trying time still, and I'm experiencing it too myself. So I wish you peace for this week.